But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. Well, after a deserved week off, welcome back to Illegal Ham the Face. We are live and we are back. What is going on, big fella? Hey, man. How you doing? I am doing great. Mini vacation kind of helped out. Spring break. Gotta love it. We went to uh, New York sure. tonight. Falls. Showed the kids uh, sights and wonders up there. And it was cold up there, Bri. It was definitely a little chilly. But really? had a, a little snow? Uh, no, it did not snow, but we had some uh, ice accumulation from the falls. So it was so sure. cold that it started uh, collecting on the surfaces in certain spots. Yep, I got you. Uh, Craig is here. Said, missed you guys. James is here. Hope you had a great vacation. I did. Much What's needed. Up, Craig? What's up, James? Um, if you guys have followed our social, we are brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland and the Lake Erie APA in Harold Keel. Uh, we've had some big announcements come out over the week I was on vacation from your Cavs, from your Guardians, from your Browns, from us, and from a whole bunch of other things. So, Brian, it's been a full smart sports smorgasbord mm-hmm. uh, with everything. And also, we had some big news that we dropped. And I want to remind everybody, Brian and I are going to be back out and about live. And we are doing it for the Multiple Myeloma research foundation and we have teamed up with melt bar and grilled and that was the big announcement that we've been teasing about for about a week and a half trying to set a date set a time set everything we will be at the melt bar and grilled in independence and from seven until ten o'clock we will be live there from like seven to about i don't know maybe 8 15 bry probably maybe a little bit later because we got the CEO and owner, Matt Fish, will be joining us on the show. We have two, and I say two, milk challenges going down that night. We will have a whole bunch of people who have RSVP'd. Always Positive J will be there. Harold Keel will be there. Sweet. The Just One More Pool team will be there. And we are about to have a bash, and it is all for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. Now, this flyer. All day, Tuesday, April 25th, you go into the Melt Barn Grill in Independence, carry out, dine in. If you're there just for drinks, happy hour, whatever. You show this flyer, 20% goes to the Multiple Myeloma Foundation of what you spend while you're there. You just show them this flyer, said, hey, I'm here with the ham boys or I'm here for the ham. And show them that flyer and you'll get 20% added to the Multiple Myeloma Foundation. So I can't thank... Matt Fish and all the people behind the scenes setting that up for us, Bri. 
um, huge. I mean, it's been a year since we have been out and about live and it's about time we have other, we got like the next four or five months kind of booked up. At least one of us will be out and alive at some point in time in the next four or five months. So we got a whole bunch of stuff planned going forward, which I'm super excited. Uh, Polly said he is going to try the melt challenge, Bry. Uh, he already said pencil. Oh, is that right? So we got okay. Polly's melt challenge. So we got a whole bunch of great stuff going on. Um, did you stop and collaborate and listen to that ice? No, I did not stop and collaborate and listen to that ice in New York. <laughs> um, the other big thing we got coming up is actually this weekend, Brian. I was talking to you about it earlier. We got Pucks for Pauls for City Dogs Cleveland on April 2nd. Uh, this Sunday coming up, uh, proceeds go to the Cleveland APL and also City Dogs Cleveland. So if you want to come out, have a good time, watch some hockey, come watch Cleveland Monsters. I know my family will be there. Uh, Brian's talking to his wife and probably bringing his dog, possibly. So what we time got a lot. Start noon. It's a noon game. Noon. Okay. Okay. That that might help. That's good. Uh, that's perfect. There. The other thing we got coming up. Here's the other one, Brian. The Browns tailgate for City Dogs at the WJ Green Lodge in Berea, May twentieth, one to seven. Potluck of food. It's all tailgate food. Brian or I. Two years ago, we were there, Brian, I believe. Uh, we didn't go last mm-hmm. year. Other stuff going on. But they got music. They got raffles. They got games. They got adoptable dogs and so much more. There is all the information that you need. It's a $10 donation to just show up, drink, talk Browns, and have fun with a whole bunch of people. Um, we've been part of City Dogs. Well, we've known City Dogs since the first one that we went to, Brian. Um so, like I said, if you guys want to go to that, $10 donations is all you need. Um, Legal Ham has already put in a $40 donation, and that is even for me or Bri right now. We will put our money in here a little bit later. So, we might give away a couple of spots to go to that tailgate. We'll do a little trivia later on here in the next couple of weeks or so. And then, Bri, I'm just getting winded here. And then the last thing. <laughs> The last thing that uh, Beth from City Dogs wanted me to show was the 2023 City Dogs Run CLE 5K. Uh, It's going to be out at Edgewater Park June 10th at 9 a.m. They're taking signups at City Dogs of Cleveland, or you can contact Friends of City Dogs Cleveland, search them on Facebook, and get a hold of them. And now that I've gotten that all out of the way, what is going on, bud? I have missed your face. I, you know, taking a week off, it feels weird, man. It feels so weird. I was sitting there, I'm like, it's Tuesday. I should be doing something right now. So you know what I did? I stuffed my face mm-hmm. with chicken wings, right? Oh, is that the day you went to Anchor Bar? Yeah, it is the day I went to Anchor Bar and had some of their delicious original wings. Look at go. those. I sent you, Brian. Now, granted, Brian, the wings were fantastic. I'm not saying they were not. Service? Yeah. A little sketchy really? on the they only had two servers. Um, mm. it, was, it wasn't that it was horrible. It was just, it was, it was weight. Let's just put it that way. But the, uh, the wings, they're actually really good, Bri, compared to Cleveland wings. I mean, that's the original home of the Buffalo wing. And I'm not going right. to say they were horrible. Yep. They were actually really good. And I'm not going to throw any shade on them, but I'm going to say probably top five wing I've had in my entire life. So we're going to go with that top five. Top five—that's pretty yeah, good. I, I'd say that's had, really good. I thought wings were better, but these ones were so—they were like the extra crispy. 
And then when you bit into like the middle part, Bri, the chicken was like so soft on the inside. It kind of just like melted as soon as you were biting into it. It was really good. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. I try. I wanted to go there. Um, Cause what it's how, how close to downtown Buffalo is it? So we you went to the like one half hour. Yeah. So it's, it's just outside of Buffalo. We went to the one in at Niagara that was just right down the street from our oh. um, hotel. So it's because I chain kind of up there. Well, it, it's almost like how we have um, used to have cleats. It's almost like, like how we have like Wink and Lizard. You like know, the we lo- have lo- local chain, sure. Yeah, it's a local chain. Okay. So, but it, no, gotcha. it was really good, man. And you know, the kids had some. They even had some of the chicken wings. I allowed them. I didn't slap their hands away. I was like, "You guys want to bite of this?" <laughs> and they had some. So. At least I gave him for that. Uh, Beth gave us a thumbs up like here on Facebook for all the announcements we got going on. Right, we got busy time coming. I mean, we got the NFL draft coming up, NBA playoffs, and baseball season is starting this week, bud. What a crazy, crazy. time here, Stephen. So, right. Brian, um, <laughs> you got any shout outs that you want to get out of the way before we really dive into our show, bud? Yeah, I did, but. You know, with all the announcements and everything, I'll just keep it moving. I had enough, no shout outs that are really uh, timely that uh, that I'll just kind of move towards next week. I did hang out with my brother last night, so he's in town from uh, from Chicago. So hung out with him and my sister-in-law went to a new brewery here in Medina called Acronym. Um, some people might know it out of Akron. So we had a couple beers there and then we went to Sully's here in Medina. So it was a good time. Um, went to some other places, but yeah, maybe I'll shout them out later. But I was going to say to the uh, Browns tailgate for the City Dogs, I mean, you don't have to know a ton of people. You don't have to get a big group of people to come out. Just if it sounds like fun to you, it's a good time. It's it's a real relaxed uh, tailgate. It's like a Browns tailgate. Maybe not even as crazy as a normal like Muni lot or the Pit Browns tailgate. It's almost like just a summer just cookout a, like you have with your family. Like that's what I boiled yeah. it down. You got music playing in the Very background. Chill. People walk around. Like we had uh, when we went, we had always positive Jay there. We had Craig was with us. We had um, Kevin couldn't make it, but we met Sherry uh, Brown's fan girl was there. We met a whole bunch of people that you know. Brown Spider was there. I got my picture taken with Brown Spider. Um, Eric uh, Top Dog Tailgate himself was. There, um, there was a couple kids that were running around. Even my kids were there, running around having a good time. Uh, food was great. Um, that's when they had the OBJ dog, which is no more. We're gonna have to figure out a different one. But they got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of crock food, and like I said, it is seriously, it's laid back. Like you just brought out a lawn chair, just sat down underneath a couple trees, and everybody just kind of just gathered around, said hi to each other, and just mm-hmm. shot the shit like it was like a family reunion almost. It was really, it's a really good time out there. And if you can't come, $10 donation and all the money goes to City Dogs. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't, we're paying for the beer, we're paying for the food, everybody's bringing crock pots, everything else. All this is goes straight to City Dogs, the whole money, everything. So $10 donation, even if you just want to donate and help out, you know, just, oh, there it is. Eric said they got the Elijah Moore wiener. Uh, okay, there we go. Give me more. Um, I guess Gonna be a foot long coney coming my way. We'll take it. Um, but everyone, everyone's a friend. I mean, if you're watching this, if you're hearing us right now, you're probably a Browns fan, and 
everybody there is a Browns fan. I'd say you just crack open a cold one, be it alcoholic or non-alcoholic, and you just start talking Browns with somebody who's close to you, and you know you'll have a good old time. I promise. And you'll run into people that you've like. I ran into like a couple people that I knew who they were, but I didn't know their name. And then Sherry gave name tags to everybody. So I was like, that's how I know you. What's going on? <laughs> like it, it's, it was, it's uh, what was the one guy? Brown, Brownie the Elf or something. Um, Brownie the Jose. Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met him. Really cool. Oh, millennial, um, millennial Browns fan. Oh, Millennial Browns fan. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, put a, put a face to a name. You hear these people on Cleveland radio all over the place. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. Are you guys getting illegal ham t-shirts made? We are in the process of it now that we are <laughs> and everything else. I am in the process of doing hats and t-shirts, uh, especially with the Lake Erie APA sponsor on it too. So we will be, maybe we will have them there with us when we go May 20th. Maybe not. It all depends on if I can get everything set up. Uh, Eric said again, he goes, no friends, no problem. Make new friends. And then James, because you know, his 49ers are looking so great with Brock Purdy and broken ankle. I keep forgetting. Yeah. He's a 49ers fan, huh? All right. I don't hear not be a golden state Warrior fan. Oh, he probably is guaranteed. He is. He's at least a Steph Curry fan. (laughs) Oh, came back. Well, no, that. He said no. Oh, okay. All right. You're, oh, good. Oh. You're good by me then, James. Even worse, he's a Bulls fan. Jeez. Right. He's, he's just like stuff. Justin. He's just like Justin. He's a front runner. Hop on the Michael Jordan bandwagon, I'm sure, <laughs> when he was younger. All right, Brian. I did all my shout-outs. Like I said, we went to Niagara Falls, had a blast. I'm ready to talk some sports now, bud, because a whole bunch has happened. But we do have to get into our trivia first. Now, Brian, I have a mm-hmm. surprise you right after the trivia because you have three categories to pick from brother and it is my turn so let me get the trivia music up here as soon as i get my bearings back about me Now, first off, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland, and I got to show you our new City Dog we had this week, but uh, we did have our two. Um, Mom pulled up the wrong show tonight. Um, uh-uh. I, I got oh, our two dogs that we had the past two weeks. Um, Chico and Mary Lou have both been adopted which is absolutely awesome. amazing. We'd love to hear that. Mm-hmm. We also are doing right now from the 24th through the 31st of March, $21 empty the kennels. Right now, kennels are full, Jeez. $21 adoptions. You can't beat that. $21 adoptions. And our dog this week, his name is Alonzo. All right. And Brian, you're going to get hit with the eyes, buddy, because the eyes on this dog are piercing. Uh, Alonzo has beauty and brains, but he's got a lot of beauty. Uh, Alonzo is extremely charming, vivacious, but he's no road scholar. We love him. He's quirky charms. 
Uh, if you can get to tell from his wandering eye, Alonzo is a little all over the place, loves to play, and can almost turn anything into a game. He's always happy and excited and a bit oversized puppy for someone who <laughs> wants training or basics. We know for sure Alonzo will be a riot and very fun best friend forever. His ideal family will be one with a sense of humor, and that will help him mature into his best boy he can be. Alonzo is a year old and weighs 43 pounds. Look at that beautiful dog, Bri. The eyes did it for me. Those baby blue eyes, just sure. husky eyes. So if you would like to get a hold of Alonzo, uh, let me get the banner up down here at the bottom, the ticker at the bottom. There's their number. There's their email address and how you can set up and meet a city dog down there at the bottom. Please do it. Let them know that the ham, you're coming from the ham boys and they will take care of you down there. Um, bandwagon. See, Justin comes right in with the bandwagon. With the <laughs> I knew he was out there somewhere. I just had to oh, throw, just... throw a little jab at him. Look at that. Rabbit ears comes out, and here he comes. You talk a little bit about Jordan. So I'm sorry, Justin. I know you were born and raised <laughs> in Chicago and go all the way back with him. Oh, this is great. Jose's here, but I can't read what oh, he said. Speaking <laughs> of Chicago bandwagoners, right yeah. on cue, Jose. Um, he actually, I can't understand it because it picks up my voice too. And half of it says, you know, that the ham's coming from you, ham boys. And that's all it says. So <laughs> I'd love to talk to text with him. Kind of makes right. sense. Kind of makes I sense. know. I know. So Brian, trivia today, buddy. You have your chance at food trivia. You have your chance at basketball trivia, NBA basketball trivia. Okay. Or. NCAA wrestling trivia. Oh. <sighs> uh, well, the only one I feel like I got a shot at is NBA. So give me the NBA. All right. The Cleveland Cavaliers have clinched a spot. No matter what, they are playing in the NBA playoffs, Bry, which is amazing. Yep. But when was the last time the Cleveland Cavaliers we're in the postseason without LeBron James. Now, this is not a trick question of yours where the play-in tournament last year counts as postseason. Nope, is nope it? that doesn't count. That That's bullshit. They're, I mean, they're locked okay. into the postseason. They're actually having a series, okay? No matter okay. what, they're guaranteed a series in the playoffs. I feel pretty confident. I got you. All right. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Do you want to hear now the little nougat I had? Because nobody's really going to understand the NCAA wrestling. So I'm just going Mm -hmm. to put it out before we start the show. Uh, Spencer Lee was going for a four-time national champion from Iowa. All right. Mm -hmm. Bri, there are only five four-time national champions. In the history of NCAA wrestling, five. So mm. what he was trying to do is almost like Tiger Woods climbing, you know, winning how many masters to catch Jack Nicholas. Like that is like the elite of the elite when it comes to it. And another kid did it, I believe it was this year to make number five. And I believe the last oh, really? that did it was two. I think I know one person. Who? Um. Oh shoot! 
Now, I might butcher his name because I might not get it completely right. Um, Kale Sanderson. There it is, buddy. Is that right? Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. He is... Where'd he go? Iowa State? He went to Iowa State, but he's a unicorn, Bri. You want to know why he's a unicorn? Why he that? did that entire run undefeated. He never is lost. Is he the GOAT? He is the GOAT. He had never lost he's the goat. one match from high school all the way through college and even won a gold medal, right? That's how good wow. that man was. He went 157 and 0. Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's just crazy, but like for what Spencer Lee, the kid from Iowa did and coming back on injury, he was still injured and coming back and trying to do the four time national champion and just falling short. I mean, he made it all the way to like the what was it, the quarterfinals is where no semifinals. And that's where he got beat out at right there. I mean, like just I sheer sheer discipline and the training that goes through to win four times in a row. And Brian, it's not like a normal tournament. Like they're wrestling like 20 kids to get to the finals. Wow. I I actually did see I I, I saw it because and it sticks out to me. Because uh, they showed his mom, and when he lost, they showed his mom take her glasses off and break them into like seven pieces. <laughs> so like his mom was pissed off, and yeah, it was all over ESPN. So I uh, got a kick out of that. That was pretty funny to me. Well, the meme that's going around now is uh, Baltimore doing that because Lamar Jackson's not coming back. But all right, so Craig asked, what, "Oh, we're going to get into it." So Craig asked, "What was the question? <laughs> what was the last time?" The Cleveland Cavaliers went to the NBA playoffs without LeBron James. All right. So, Brian, let's get into those wonderful Cleveland headlines. As soon as I got to scroll again, I, I need somebody. All right, so first off for Cleveland headlines, it's not even Cleveland. Uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback of Baltimore Ravens, uh, came out blowing up yesterday, March 2nd, told the Baltimore Ravens, you guys have not met any of my demands or where I want to be paid at. See ya. Trade me. So, Bri, that is one AFC North quarterback that is going to be gone. Um, He is a very young quarterback. A lot of people are questioning what's going on and what the market is for him. Everybody is coming out saying it was Cleveland's fault because they guaranteed Deshaun Watson $230 million, blah, 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 blah. And everybody's saying that because the Browns gave that guaranteed contract, let me first off just say, yes, there was 13 other teams going for Deshaun Watson. The Cleveland Browns were the only to guarantee that contract. Nobody else is going to guarantee that entire contract except for the Cleveland Browns. And you know something, Eric? Yes, he is franchised. He doesn't have to sign it. He could just sit out. They can even tell him, you know something? We're going to pay you just to sit out. And he doesn't even have to tender. He could just sit on the sidelines like Le'Veon Bell did the one time. So he doesn't have to sign anything. So, Brian, what's your reaction on that huge news that came out about Baltimore? I love it. I mean, it's it's what we've been waiting for for like my brother and I were talking yesterday. We've been waiting for this for twenty years. Uh, 
for the Browns to be above the Ravens and the Steelers, and it seems I know the Steelers are still, you know, the Steelers, and they're going to be 500, seems like forever. Um, but you have a perfect opportunity now with this news. Uh, the Ravens, you know, their, their team is getting older, and now their quarterback wants out, and they might have to go searching for somebody else. Now they've proven in the past that they can find quarterbacks, unlike the Browns in the draft. So I'm not confident saying that they'll be down for a very long time, but uh, at least for now, maybe they're a complete mess. And so I can't get enough of it. It seems like the Ravens have been a relevant, consistently winning franchise ever since they moved from Cleveland. And so I've, I've just been sick of it. So I know they haven't lost, you know, a ton of games. They haven't been, have like a top five pick yet in the draft or anything. We're just projecting that, but, uh, Right now, it doesn't look good for them, and and I'm all for it. Give me as much as you want. Hopefully, they have a couple more stud players uh, demanding and asking for their release or trade. Because this is this is awesome. This is this is what we've been waiting for for a very long time as a Browns fan. For the Browns to have a brighter future than these two powerhouses in the AFC North. And the other thing that I I kind of laugh about is they they traded for Roquan Smith, who was there for, what, like three months? And they gave him, like, the most guaranteed money of a defensive player ever. And they're like, oh, we don't need to worry about Lamar. It's all right. We'll pay, we'll pay the guy that's only been here for three months. Like, that's got to be a slap in the face for Lamar Jackson. Like, you're going to pay this guy who just showed up, and I'm the one that's been out there the entire time. This is amazing, guys. Awesome. But also, it's kind of weird, though, because he, he represents himself. He's his own agent. So that's right. the other kind of the, like the little thing that's kind of like a quirk in this whole thing. Oh, and it's just uh, it's fascinating to me to like really we don't honestly know what the Ravens ownerships are thinking because I don't I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We all kind of think maybe possibly potentially uh all these NFL owners have come together and say, never again, we won't give any other quarterbacks or NFL players at all this guaranteed money of $230 million, $250, $300 million guaranteed. We're not going to do it. And so I don't know. Maybe Baltimore is comfortable giving that to him, but they've given the word to these other uh, owners that, hey, not here, not with us. We're gonna we're gonna come together and we're gonna stand as one, and we're not gonna give anybody all this guaranteed money like the Browns did, and so we don't want to set a precedent like that. So I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, um, but it's coming up roses for Cleveland, like I said. And this this upcoming season keeps building, keeps meaning more and more and more, and you just hope that we have the right guys in place to really make a run this year because. Our season or our, our schedule will not get a whole lot easier than it's going to be this year. Um, projecting that Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Lawrence all keep getting better. And Aaron Rodgers now, you know, it looks like keep getting better over the next five to 10 years. Unless Deshaun Watson's right there with him neck and neck. I mean, this this is the time for us to, uh, you know, I, I think I heard today that our, our over-under is eight and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to win at least 10, probably 11 games for me to be satisfied this year, just because it's, it's, 
put up or shut up. It's now or never. It's, um, you know, proved to me that you've been building for this for years now, and you almost kind of gave up last year um, to try to look towards this 2023 season. So, and put your money where your mouth is. I mean, there's no room for error, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. I got a little take on that when we get into the uh, the Browns talk here a little bit later, bud, because I got a little doozy for you that I threw out on Twitter that a couple of people got a little upset about, but no deal. Um, this week, starting, I think it's Thursday night, the Guardians are opening baseball. We are playing in Seattle at 10-10 p.m. on the West Coast Swing against Seattle, Bry. The bad news that came down yesterday and part of today, Tristan McKenzie is going to be shut down for at least a few weeks due to something in his shoulder. Uh, Got to get that right. But everything else going on with this lineup and everything that is they've added with Josh Bell. Um, also, I think it was Jimenez today got an extension, a six-year extension for $100 million, I believe it was. Um, wow. At least I think that's what I read. I'm not sure. They're also in discussions about extending Ahmed Rosario. So they're trying to keep this young core kind of together and keep them here for a while. But, Bry, the pitching is what the pitching is, and having one of our two aces go down with a little bit of shoulder injury, I'm kind of concerned, but I'm glad it's happening now and not mm-hmm. in late months where you need him. You know, if you guys sit him out for the first couple of months and let him get back together and come back for postseason baseball, do it because right now we got to grind out some stuff. So how are you feeling about opening day coming up this week? I mean, baseball's back, spring's back. It's time that time of year, Bri. I love it. And it always seems to sneak up on me, even though um, you know, pitchers and catchers reported a month plus ago and you know, it seems like they've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of spring training games over the last month. But I don't. To be honest, you know, I don't watch the news a ton. They don't show spring training games on Sports Center a whole lot anymore, unless something goes bad or something interesting happens. So I really have not been able to keep up with uh with what the Guardians are doing. But um, I'm excited to start watching. I mean. I, Assuming we can watch them, I still don't know what the deal is with Valley Sports. Um, I know I won't be able to watch them because I have Hulu and Valley's isn't on Hulu. Um, but at some point, it'd be fun to watch them. And I was going to ask you, like, just what are your expectations for the Guardians this year? Because we kind of almost had very low expectations or kind of almost even came out of nowhere last year to do what we did. But you have one successful season. We want to see. Uh, that same product again this year and even more, I think, with a young team. You want to see them grow even better. Well, from my understanding, from what everybody's been talking about, our hitting has gotten a lot better. Um, at least one through seven, we are solid kind of through there, especially now with the new rule changes about the shift, about everything else that they're doing, especially with the pitch clock. The great thing is, is our team is still one of the youngest teams in Major League Baseball, still, Bry, and they were playing this stuff in the minor leagues, so they're already used to it. So I think what it comes down to is, one, if they can stay healthy, they can make a huge run. Um, 
team that scares me always is the White Sox because they didn't live up to expectations last year. And for some odd reason, the Twins are always right there also. Um, but this team, with what they built off last year, the taste they got in their mouth, they've gotten better. They've added some. Um, they've gotten, yeah, and that's the other thing. We'll see how they do with less division games too because they're playing everybody this year. So they're not playing the division, you know, 35 times this year. So, hmm. I, I mean, I expect them to hopefully get a wild card, maybe take the division and get that seed, but I, I still, they're young, so it's kind of hard-pressed that if they get down and in the slump, if they can fight out of it. That's my only concern, Bri. Hmm. I, I, I have higher expectations. You know, they took the Yankees to, uh, to an elimination game uh, last year, so I think you have to build off that. I think you have to go further than that this year. Expect an ALCS, and um, part of that is probably me not wanting to be patient. I know I should be patient because you said they're yeah they're incredibly young still, and you know hopefully we have a window here of three or four years where we can compete for championships. But um, at the same time, in the back of my mind, and you know I hear about Shane Bieber is probably gone after this year. You know you're going to lose your race, you know lose your best pitcher. We assume, unless McKenzie makes a huge step this year, but um, yeah, you're going to lose one of the best pitchers in in the uh, major leagues right now, and he's gone. So I think you have to strike while the iron's hot. Now, I mean, unless if if you're not going to go for it and try to win a championship this year and have those expectations, you know, you might as well just trade Bieber right now, see what you can get for him, because you know. My understanding is you keep a guy like that around for the year because you want to go far in the playoffs. So, yeah, that maybe plays to my uh, mindset a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's a long season. You know, like you were saying, it's probably the most important thing is just staying healthy. And if we can do that, I think we'll be in the mix for the division. Um, and, yeah, I, I expect the White Sox to kind of figure it out and uh, – you know, whoever they got at manager now, I'm sure, is better than La Russa. Um, so they're going to have them playing. And, yeah, like you were saying, the Twins are always tough, too. So I think it's going to be a dogfight in the in the Central. Yeah, I just – I can't wait. I mean, baseball is fun for me anyways. I know it's a lot of games. But even, like, waking up the next day, did they win last night? Oh, what happened? And then you go back, and either, even if you didn't watch it, you can catch, like, the highlights of the game on, like, YouTube – and it's like a 10 minute mm -hmm. highlight real quick. Just go through it. Like, all right, well, that was a good game, man. But like you're saying with uh, Shane Bieber, Bry, you know, you say that because you're, you you got that ace pitcher and you kind of want to, you know, don't want to hold him here if you can get more out of him from whether it be a trade or whatever. But the thing that the Indians or Guardians, I should say, Guardians have proved to you. I still do it. I know. The Guardians have proved to you is no matter what ace they have, They've always had somebody in the background. Like after Kluber, it was Bieber. After, you know, like I'm it, after CC, oh, Cliff sure. Lee. After Cliff Lee, it was, you know, there's always that one person behind that one young rotation, and they still have a really young rotation, Bry. So, and you still got the two guys, your top draft picks that were starting pitchers that are still back. So it, I understand where you're coming from. Like for me, 
I'd like to see Bieber stick it out here in Cleveland, but you always do. But you also understand it's Cleveland, and this might be the last year we see Bieber or even half a year we see Bieber. And it's just terms that we have to go to. We need uh, we need Savali to step up and have a much better year than he did last year. I mean, he's shown potential in the past. Um, I even think, didn't he? He started uh, like our playing game or something a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, or one game wild card. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been there. He can be a number two guy and, you know, maybe flash and have some great stuff on a one night basis. So, but last year was just a tough year for him. And Mackenzie had a great year. I think his ERA was under three last year, but he just, for whatever reason, didn't get the run support. And I think he only had like a 500 record. So, um, so yeah, getting those two guys to produce more wins, I think that'll go a long way. And if the hitting can just be a little bit better, yeah, I think you should be a top three, maybe four team in the AL. All right, so we got to transition over, and here's Chris. Chris, uh, what's going on, fellas? Can you play that music again? Because oh, I Chris. Miss- because your family. <laughs> and- That's all you get. Um, so, Bri, the other thing that happened this week was your Cleveland Cavaliers clinching a top six spot in the NBA playoffs, Bri. Uh, five years since the last time we were there. Uh, I don't count that playing game. They're right now in fourth place, which would give them a home court playoff series. Uh, they're trying to get third place, which would be even better if they could because then you won't have to play the number one seed if you make it through the first round, which would be probably Milwaukee. So those are things going on. But I need, and I'm telling you right now, Brian, I am pounding the table. They at least have to get the four seed, Brian. I don't want a five seed. I don't want a six seed. I need them to get the four seed, Brian. The reason why the Cavs are 30 and eight at home, Brian. 30 and eight. How crazy is that? They've won 47 games, 30 and eight at home, Bri. If you get a home court advantage in these playoffs, it is going to be huge for this young team. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of um, how it goes with younger teams, with teams that are maturing, with teams that are kind of new to, uh, to success in the league. They, they do a lot better at home where they're comfortable and, so it's not a huge surprise, but uh, yeah, it, it would just be nice to, because you're not really afraid of uh, anybody in the East, you know, maybe the Bucks, um, but you've had success or you at least played uh, Boston and Philadelphia close in games. So a, a bounce your way here, a bounce your way there. Maybe you take a couple games against Philly. And I think we have a winning record against Boston, but uh you know, a couple of those games, I don't know if they're playing all of their guys. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, ideally, if you get the four, ideally, you'd be playing, um, you'd be playing the Nets. But I don't know how realistic that is at this point. Uh, the Knicks have taken a little bit of a tumble. I think that's the team we'll probably end up playing. And I'd welcome that. I'm not too afraid of them. I know Brunson has had a great season. And uh, Randall has had potential over the last couple of years and really – this year i think but um 
Yeah, I, I would prefer to stay away from the heat. Um, J- Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is just a different animal, and he's not somebody that I really want to be messing with. Um, and Spolstra is still a pretty good coach out of bio. He's a guy that uh, that can give Mobley some problems in the post. Um, so, yeah, give me give me the Knicks or the Nets. I'd ideally take the Nets, but uh, yeah, I'd be fine with the Knicks. I think you can beat the Knicks, and you know, I don't even know if you need it to go seven games. You can beat them in five or six. I think. I just want for once the home field advantage without LeBron James, Bry, because for years, like. We've been we've been as Cavs fans for years. It's not the early years, the later years. Like the early years, yeah, we were all excited to be there with LeBron, you know, playing the Celtics with the tree-headed monster with everybody. But this playoff, I would love to see at home because this Cavs team actually deserves the home court advantage. You had Darius Garland, who was drafted, homegrown talent. You had Evan Mobley, drafted. Starting to show signs of a superstar, Bry. He's taken over a couple of these games late. You got Donovan Mitchell, who you traded for, who has this. But what's happening in the last probably 10 games of this team is it's not just. Am I good? There it is. Um, It's not. It's not it's not just one person one night it was Levert the other night it was like last night it was Jared Allen playing a game of his life 26 points other night it's Darius Garland other night Isaac Okoro with a game winner Bry from three Isaac freaking Okoro Rubio is dishing it out like this team is gelling and it's not just one person it's a whole multiple of people doing this Brian and it's it's not one person taking over a game. Like you, you're going to have to actually defend this Cavalier team. And I I'm actually enjoying it because you never know what's going to happen with this team. Like, you know, I watched a game where a guy missed two free throws and we ended up winning the game in overtime. I watched a game where Donovan Mitchell missed a free throw to tie the game. And then we ended up with a three pointer from Hakuro to win the game. Like it's just been nuts with this team. But I'm loving every minute of it because it's so exciting. Yeah, that's what this team's going to need uh, to be successful in the playoffs. You know what you're going to get with Mitchell, Garland, Allen, and Mobley, your big four. And this is what we've talked about you know, since the beginning of the season. Okay, those four guys, four potential all-stars, you're good there. You don't have to worry about them. Sometimes some will play better than others some nights. But, um, but those guys are going to carry your team. But also – you need somebody else to step up, and it's been pick and choose. Uh, it's kind of been, uh, you know, fish in a barrel, trying to figure out who is going to step up every single night. And it's at times guys like, like you said, Okoro and uh, Jetty has had some big games. Lavert has had some big games. Uh, they step up and they make the difference. And so I think that's what's going to need to uh, to beat some of these teams. If, and just thinking back to like the Warriors um, and what they've done over the past five, six, seven years. Yeah, they have those four great players or three great players, um, but it's usually somebody else that steps up. And Andrew Wiggins and Andre Iguodala, who guys who these role players that step up and just have these big games, 
and that's how they're able to win championships because Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, th- those guys aren't going to go for 90 points every single night. So you need these other guys to come in, and they've had some great success with that. So that's what you're, you're going to need a 20-point game from Chetty. You're going to need a 30-point game from Levert or um, Okoro to hit, you know, three or four three-pointers um, in order for you to advance in these playoffs. And so, yeah, it's going to be tough for them because they have no experience to draw from, but, um, but it's going to be fun to watch them grow. Yeah, I, I can't wait. This is this is such a fun team to watch, Brian. It really is. And I can't wait. I, they deserve it. Uh, they worked so hard this year. J.B. Bickerstaff, keeping them focused. Uh, even, Brian, they're playing defense. They're one of the top defensive teams in the NBA right now, which is unreal. Like, I, I'm just, I'm so impressed with how they play together and so impressed how this team has performed. And, you know, something even giving – the uh, the general manager, God, why am I forgetting his name, Bry? Right off the bat, Kobe, Kobe Altman, Kobe Altman, doing what he did to get, you know, Donovan Mitchell here, knowing that the team was so close, they just needed that one little bit to take him over the edge, and it was Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you have a guy that can score, um, that can take over a game if needs to, but also can realize that if he's off he can help out the other guys. It's, it's going to be a fun, fun NBA playoffs, Brian. We will find out here. I think there's what, six games left. Something like that. Yeah. We got got, maybe three weeks till the playoffs start. So they're playing right now. I know they're playing. I believe it's the Hawks. They're playing right now. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. That sounds right. They're they're playing right now. Probably should be almost at halftime. So we'll see how they're doing after we're done. Um, Eric asked us, what jersey do you wear to a Cavs game? Um, if I can find one. Now, I do not have. Now, I used to have a Sean Kemp and a Mark Price jersey. I do not fit into those anymore. So, if you give me like a 4X Shaq Diesel shirt or Shaq Diesel jersey, I'll wear that guy. Any any current? Uh, who would you wear from the current Cavs roster? Current Cavs roster, probably Jared Allen. Nice. You know who I would wear? Oh, good Lord. I'm afraid to ask. Ricky Rubio? Harris LeVert. Shut your face. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) You know why? Why? He's a Michigan man. Oh, jeez. Of course you (laughs) would. Oh my the only gosh. Cavs jersey I own is a LeBron one, and I don't even – I've maybe worn it one time. Yeah, so I don't know. For some reason, I just don't wear um, jerseys, basketball jerseys. I'm, like more, I do I'm more comfortable jerseys. in, like, a T-shirt or a hoodie. Like, I, I'm i not really, like, jersey guy to, like, games. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I'd rather be there for comfort than show. Like, I well, look at my I, – I just – most of the time, it's a hoodie. You know, my guy. Go. I got my my legend would be Hot Rod. That's that's the jersey I gotta find. Is a is a blue and orange Hot Rod jersey. Um, that'd be something I could keep forever. <laughs> he says he wears a Delonte West jersey. He said to laugh for West. <laughs> oh my God! Was he a thirteen? Was he number thirteen? I don't know. Thirteen or fifteen? Uh, Evan Mobley for Craig. Sure. Uh, bro- 
can't you go ready? wrong with Evan Mobley. No, God, no, you can't go wrong with Evan Mobley right now. He's well, great. I was just gonna, and, may, and maybe this will, uh, this will be a good transition, but um, yeah, the Cavs are where the Browns want to be. Um, and what I mean by that is the Cavs, it, the Cavs are probably a little bit younger than they have the younger core than what the Browns do, but. You push all the chips in, you make a big deal for that one superstar player, and you hope that he can take you to the next level. And so far, Donovan Mitchell has, and time will tell if Deshaun Watson is going to take us, take a hold of this team like Donovan Mitchell has and, and embrace the city and embrace his teammates. And, uh, because I, in my opinion, I don't think you could ask anything more of Donovan Mitchell and what he's doing. Um, no, he's just been spectacular. So, hopefully, that rubs off on Deshaun Watson a little bit. All right, there you go with the transition over into Browns talk now. Uh, Brian, you texted me on vacation with the Elijah Moore news. Uh, the Browns did trade for Elijah Moore. They pretty much swapped a second and a third round pick, or second for a third, and Elijah Moore. So we dropped back thirty spots, uh, thirty-two spots to pick and we got a young wide receiver who was not happy with the New York Jets. Um a young receiver who is also quick and can actually catch the ball, Bry. So right now, and they also picked up Marquise Goodwin from the Seattle Seahawks. We picked up another offensive lineman. So they're adding speed now to the wide receiver room. Like we still have Anthony Schwartz. We still have David Bell. We still have Demetri Felton. But on top of that, now you got pretty decent wide receiver room. So how did how were how did you react to the uh, Elijah Moore news? Because a lot of people, especially Browns Twitter, kind of went nuts and then kind of pumped the brakes a little bit because they're tr- still wanting Jerry Judy. Yeah, I loved it. Um, we talked on the last show that we uh, that we had that that was the guy that I wanted. That was the wide receiver I coveted. I don't see that big of a drop-off between Elijah Moore and from Jerry Judy to Elijah Moore. Um, Jerry Judy obviously was more prolific in college. He was a higher draft pick, but as far as the pros, um, they've both popped. They have these big games um, that you can get excited about. And then, you know, they have games where they just disappear. So the talent is there. Um, It's just up to the team and the quarterback to, to get that talent out of them. And yeah, I just, I viewed Elijah Moore as somebody who's very talented and very underused. And um, I don't know if it was the offense. He kind of called out his offensive coordinator um, halfway through the year. And then his kind of his use and his uh, numbers took a dip after that. But, uh, you know, playing with Zach Wilson, there's not many, I mean, Garrett Wilson uh, had a great season. But um, but I think even his numbers took a dip when when Zach Wilson was playing. So uh, Elijah Moore is a guy that I still see a ton of potential with, and I just hope the Browns can get it out of him. And you know, he's that speed guy that uh that you were looking for. I think he ran a four three five at the combine. Um, I thought I heard last week somebody say that Ocho Cinco said he's one of the best route runners in the NFL right now, and so. That kind of gets you excited because Ocho Cinco's that's how he made his bread. That's what set him apart from everyone else. He wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the fastest. His route running was as good as anybody um, in his day. And so for him to recognize that and 
Elijah Moore. I think, I think we should expect a lot from him. And, you know, it's just thinking about similarities in Kevin Stefanski's offenses in the past and going back to his Minnesota days where he had Thielen and Diggs. And I think, I think the ceiling for Elijah Moore is like a Stefan Diggs in Minnesota. And I think they hope that he can develop into that. He's certainly not there yet, but um, I think in the next three, four years, the Browns hope that they have their Thielen and Diggs in Moore and DPJ. And, um, you know, they're probably going to have to pay DPJ some money next year if they decide to keep him. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of see that's how the Browns are hoping for their offense to look. And, you know, that, time will tell if that's going to happen or not. It's up to Elijah Moore at this point. He has the talent. He has the coaching, um, just the motivation. And, uh, you know, I think the big thing is the relationship with Deshaun Watson. And that's, you know, I, I'm excited about it. It's a young wide receiver. You trade you really just swapped a second for a third. I mean, it wasn't like you gave up a second to get a hold of him. You're still getting a pick back. You still got two picks in the top 100. Now they're not in the, you know, not one in the top 50, but it's not like you can't package your two, th- two third round picks and move up and get somebody you like or move back. So the only thing that I am tired of, Bry, is this whole narrative of winning the offseason. All right. And Jay and Kev on Voice Land Podcast said it great. I think I, I'm with them. I'm kind of past winning the offseason. Like, I want you to win games now. I don't kind of like, yes, it's nice that you're making a little bit of splash. You're adding all these guys. But until you put it out in the field, I kind of don't care right now because it's got to work out on the field. It's not like every year we've always been the off-season champions. Like, we picked up this guy. Oh, that guy's great. I can't wait till he gets here. I, we've done it with Kenny Britt, Dwayne Bowe. Like, you know, we've had these guys come in, and it's just not hap- not work, not happen. And then the other thing is, is the other thing I brought up that I really kind of just, I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Pump the damn brakes, people. This is not a Super Bowl team yet. Okay, you can be all high hopes, and now we got this guy, we're going to be a Super Bowl team, and, you know, this is going to happen because Deshaun Watson's our franchise quarterback. Until Deshaun Watson gets back to the player he was three years ago, this is not a Super Bowl team. This all depends on Deshaun Watson now. So hold your expectations, curb him a little bit, and let's see if he is our franchise guy. You're painting him like a franchise guy, but he's got to do better than what he did the last six games that he did. And this full season will prove that. But I don't want to hear like he's going to come out firing, like he's going to be the MVP and he's going to throw for 6,000 yards and 56 touchdowns and he's going to be a top three quarterback because we don't know that yet. We haven't seen that yet. So just slow down. I know you're excited, Browns fans. I know you're excited. I'm excitable boy too, but slow down a second. Just pump it a little bit. <laughs> well, that's, that's all we have is the off season. When you suck for 20 years, <laughs> in season sucks. You can't get any excited about anything during the, during the season. So yeah, I understand why people get excited about the offseason, but yeah, I mean, 
any move you make, even if the Browns trade up to the first overall pick and draft Will Anderson, you know, it doesn't mean a damn thing until you get start getting W's in the win column. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's something to get excited about when there's nothing going on. But, yeah, I don't If people are honestly changing their predictions from, oh, Browns hopefully make the playoffs to, hey, we got Elijah Moore, we're a Super Bowl contender now. I mean, yeah, I mean, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you really understand football. He makes the Browns a better team. So, and he has a lot of potential to be Marquise Goodwin, who, um, who's just kind of like a role player. Um, this is a guy who, like I said, I think his ceiling is a thousand yards. And if you just got a thousand yard receiver, um, for dropping back 32 picks in the draft, I'd say that's pretty good. But, um, I mean, the Browns had a need for speed at wide receiver and they've addressed it. Elijah Moore, like I said, one of the fastest guys in the combine and probably, I don't know, maybe top 30 fastest receiver, top 40 fastest receiver in the league. Um, but then you also got Marquise Goodwin, who he's definitely on the back half of his uh, career. Um, but at one point, he was maybe one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Uh, Schwartz is still one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And let's not forget about Jakeem Grant, who is still – Hopefully, even after his injury, um, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So well, speed's not the issue anymore. You know, you can argue that these guys are not polished receivers, not great route runners, don't know how to get open. That stuff is all fair. But as far as speed goes, you have three, maybe four of the top 40 fastest receivers in the league. So, you know, you can't. Fans can't say that uh, that we need a speed receiver now because they have addressed that. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it still has to translate to the field, though. Yeah, it just – I, you know, part of me with this free agency period, Brian, I was – now, granted, they took some big swings. I mean, it wasn't a home run swing, but I should have known better knowing their MO for, like, the past two years, even the draft, knowing their MO in the draft, knowing the past couple of years of free agency – that they're just going to take a low risk, high reward kind of guy. Like they're going to bring in like our defensive tackles. All of them have an upside. Like you wouldn't believe they really do, but you got them at a low risk. You didn't have to pay them what they normally should be paid. You're giving them a chance to prove themselves. So, but even like with Elijah Moore, you have a wide receiver who in New York, like you said, yes, it was Zach Wilson and everything else going on but supposedly a bad locker room guy didn't want to be there, disgruntled everything else. Browns are taking a chance, but I have people on Twitter, Facebook, everything else going, Hey, it's a 42nd pick. We can get somebody better than him at the 42nd pick. He's proven. <laughs> but the thing is he's proven. He's got, two well, years Andrew in- Barry has, has showed you he cannot draft better people at the 42nd pick. So, no, what I mean, Grant Delpit, JOK, those are the best you're going to do at, uh, at the 40 second. But I'm not saying that Elijah Moore is, is great or anything like that, or, you know, he's a no brainer, going to be better than that. But yeah, people, people want to go back to the George Pickens pick last year. We had a chance to take him and, and we traded down and let him go. And, 
know, he seems to be a good receiver with Pittsburgh, but uh, he could have a sophomore slump too. He's not a no-brainer. But also, we got a shutdown corner with Martin Emerson with that pick. With the third-round pick? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was was a good pick, so. I mean, it's not like. It's a crap What I like about this whole thing is they've added speed at wide receiver, Brian. They've taken care of the defensive tackle. Middle linebacker, linebacker. They got Anthony Walker back, which I'm so excited for because I think he deserves to come back. For sure, they did pick up a safety. So right now, this draft that they got coming up, Bry, is pretty much a swing for what you want to swing for. There's not a like a glaring need. Like there's needs. I'm not saying there's not needs on this team still, but they kind of cover them up a little bit, and they don't need to reach for somebody. They can let somebody just come to them who they think the fourth round pick going, well, God, we had him going in like the second or third round. Well, we could take him right here. Look at him. He's dropping right to us. Let's take him. They don't have to. They're letting the draft come to them, which is actually really nice. Now, granted next year, they only got four draft picks next year, Bri. That's it. So if you guys think that they're Mm going to trade up and give assets away, expect trading back a lot to pick up some extra picks for next year. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm just just where the where the franchise is at. I'm fine right now with trading um, trading draft picks for proven guys. You know, would you rather have a fifth round pick who maybe might be making the team this year, or would you rather have Mari Cooper? You know, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm cool with trading these draft picks for for guys that uh that are veterans that we don't have to wait two three years to develop. We don't have to wait on a David Bell or a Anthony Schwartz to develop and hopefully one day, you know, contribute to this team. Um, but they can still develop. Can just... though. That's the thing though. They have guys that are in the league in front of them that they still can develop behind them. It's not like they can't develop. Right. And that's what the good teams do. Um, you're, you're not counting on your fourth and fifth round picks to make impacts on uh, on their rookie and second year. Um, they can sit there. They can be special teams guys. They can develop, maybe play here, make a play there. So, yeah, I'm totally cool with it. And I mean, thinking back, yeah, I know, I know it's just the off season, but I think the Browns had about as good of an off season as I could have imagined. I mean, just realistically looking at their situation, looking at their cap situation, looking what they needed, I feel like they addressed every need and we have above average guys at all those places. Now, some people wanted Javon Hargraves throw a ton of money at him. Let's get him. And then let's get some below average safety. Let's get some below average uh, wide receivers here that are fast and maybe just get Marquise Goodwin. Um, And, you know, they would have been more happy with that. I'm, I'm happy with, I think Tomlinson's an above average, um, Defensive tackle, I think Elijah Moore is above average. I think Juan Thornhill, you know, average, maybe a little bit above average just because of the experience he has and the experience in the big games that he has. Um, I'll take my chances with him. But, uh, yeah, and then Oboe, you know, he showed flashes. I think he has that potential that we talk about, but um, I don't know what you're going to get with him. And like I said before, that kind of – is a move that shows me that they are counting on these guys, these defensive ends that they drafted last year to have a bit of a role 
and their defense this year and maybe let uh, Oboe just be the, the speed rusher on third down. So you can't address every single need with the best uh, free agent in every single position. We, we weren't going to get Hargraves and Jesse Bates and trade for Jerry Judy. I mean, would, what would you have to give up for Judy? They said they wanted a first. You know, you're probably yeah. going to have to give up at least a second and maybe and a, a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, maybe a player. So, I yeah. mean, if you give me those two options between what we gave up for more and what we would have had to give up for Judy, to me, they're pretty similar players. Um, you know, Judy obviously was a tremendous college player, but uh, but as a guy who had him in fantasy last year, I counted on him a lot, and I got a lot of uh, 30-yard games from him and maybe one or two, you know, multi-touchdown games or – a hundred yard game here, maybe a hundred yard game there at most. And so well, also I, I'm happy. Crash. Yeah. Right. Russell Wilson crapped the bed. And, and so that's the thing with these, with these wide receivers, you just don't know. And the, the success of the Browns year is not going to come down to Dalvin Tomlinson. It's not going to come down to Elijah Moore. It's going to come down to Sean Watson being a top 10 quarterback like we've seen in the past and hopefully Jim Schwartz whipping that defense into shape. And I mean, that's it. If those two things both fail, the Browns are looking at probably another below 500 season. And the other thing they've done, Bri, is they have added to the special teams. They've added some special teams aces along with Jakeem Grant. They got the, uh, the guy from Atlanta, who is a cornerback who also played a lot of slot. They also got a linebacker from God, who were we received from Bri? Oh, uh, not Anthony Walker, Houston. Am I right with Houston? Maybe. Well, they got the tight end from Houston. They got the uh, tight end. Atkins. But it, it's just right now they're doing the bears. There it is. Thank you, Craig. The, um, Thank you, Craig. Now, this is what... Now, Eric, I have been pretty good all show and not getting too excited. What about Stefanski meeting OBJ today? Oh, I I didn't hear that. I could give two fucks less about OBJ. I don't want to hear What does that mean? I don't care about him. I don't want to hear his name. So if the the Browns sign him, you don't care? I don't care. You want to know why? You know what's going to happen? He's going to blow out his damn knee again. He's going to get injured. He's going to get pissed off. He's going to start cussing at other people. And it's just going to end badly like it always does with every team he is on. Right? So it sounds like you don't want him. I want nothing to do with him. Okay. So you do care. You, you hope that they don't get him. I I pray they don't get him. I pray they're okay. not that So stupid. you do care. You, you you want nothing to do with him. I want nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him, Brian. That's fair. I He's understand. Yeah, I, I, don't... I watched FanDuel on Twitter go, is OBJ a Hall of Famer? Shut the... F- no, he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Shut up. No. Like, why would you... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're about to have a fatty on fire. We're just going to bring that one back. I'm not even going to get into that. That's an one. interesting. That's an interesting question because he had two or three spectacular years. Is that what enough to put you in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't I think don't, so. I don't think so. 
Hey, guess what? Josh Gordon had one spectacular year, Bryce. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? There you go. There you go. Yep. Sure. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that's a very premature uh, conversation to have. But yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised. I would be almost shocked if OBJ could get back to, you know, even 90% of what he was. So I don't know why you would bring him in. I mean, I just, boy, I can't, I can't if, trust him anymore, Brian. I can't. And if a team needs a wide receiver and they're willing to take that chance, I just can't do it because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he played one season for us where he played pretty much the entire season with a hernia. Like, I'm kudos to you. I'm glad you did it. But you've been hurt ever since your ankle injury in New York, and you have never been right since. I don't know how Kevin Stefanski could ever sign off on OBJ. Um, I mean, just knowing the pressure that he's under this year, and you're gonna you're gonna risk that with a wild card like that, who doesn't even have a huge payoff, um, especially when I mean I'm comfortable going in with uh, Cooper, DPJ, and Elijah Moore as our top three receivers this year. I mean, but um, I'm even I'm even all right with David Bell as a slot, Demetric Felton. You got Jakeem Grant, who we didn't see that can play. Like I'm all right with our wide receivers. But I just don't understand why him. Like, there is an aura around that guy that everybody thinks he is a wide receiver god and they got to have him and they got to talk about him all the time. And, Bri, he's just not that anymore, man. He's not. I have, I have one, one answer um, for your question on why the hell the Browns would be doing this. And the answer is the same answer is why did they trade for Deshaun Watson? It's desperation. The Browns know, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski know that if they don't make the playoffs this year, they are fired. Um, and so maybe desperation is starting to seep in a little bit. Maybe they start talking themselves into OBJ can be that guy that he was in New York. Um, hey, he still has a lot of friends and a lot of ties in that locker room, and he can do some positive things. So I, I could – I don't know. In a in a crazy way, I wonder if Stefanski would even entertain that. But at the same time, desperate men do some stupid things. So mm. um, we'll see. Uh, Miles Garrett put it out there. I I sent you that I text know. that uh you sent me that Garrett text and I'm just sitting there going like him. I'm like I'm just going like why like I I just I I don't get the fascination, right? Like we already had wide receivers, we already had them here. Did he show those flashes here? And then you go, well, he had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. Well, if he's a top-tier wide receiver, he can make his damn quarterback look good, could he not? Yeah, Baker Baker Mayfield has not in his however many years in this league, I don't know if he's ever had like a tremendous successful season with a wide receiver yet. Um, and then Maybe Jarvis, but that's because Jarvis was the only thing he had. Yeah, sure. But the- I understand that take. But honestly, that's that's an outside take for all the people. We're not in that locker room. Maybe there's guys in that locker room that still love them, and well, we just don't know about them. it. I wonder why they love them. Yeah. Here, you want a brand new pair of shoes and a Rolex? What's up, brother? Here you go. All right, all right. Love you, bro. Sure. Like I, <laughs> we we don't know. I mean, 
the outside perception is one thing, and the op in the locker room it could be completely opposite. We just, I know, I know, bro. We know, I, and I just want to be done with it. Like I, I almost, you know how Rizzo, like we listen to sports media, you know how Rizzo's like, find me my kicker, find me my quarterback. I'm almost at that point now. Like I don't even want to hear his name. Like I don't care. I that saga is past me. It's done and over with. Like we even tried to trade you and nobody would trade because they knew how horrible you were here. And we actually had to release you. Like you even had your dad, your dad comes out, puts out a video, like how horrible it is. Like that's stuff that you don't do to bring, like you just nosedived our team for one year. And granted it wasn't just him. I'm not saying it was just him. It was a lot of everybody in the locker room. And we know that now, but damn. damn. Oh yeah. He lights it. He lights it up so much for the Super Bowl and then blows out his knee about a quarter in. Yeah, he lights it up so much. Get out of here. I I I mean, so you know me and you know Browns fans. And Browns fans are the eternal oh, optimists. And so oh, they, if the Browns oh, they would get OBJ, we will talk ourselves into he's going to be great. Baker Mayfield was the problem. Um OBJ has had success in his career with every other quarterback he has played with other than Baker Mayfield. So is that, uh, you know, what's the deal with that? I mean, I mean, and that's, that's the truth. Um, I know. I know it's the truth, right? But you, uh, and I, you and I both talk about it all the time. I know it's the truth. It's just like, it, like you just, <laughs> damn. Like it, I'm not saying I want him. Because I'm like I said, I'm good with the three receivers that we have, and then filling in the rest. But um, yeah, uh, if if he finds his way here, I'll probably talk myself into it. All right. Well, Brian, guess what? We're moving Fat Boy Tuesday to next week. We're already mm-hmm. an hour and fifteen minutes in now. Next week, guys, and I want I want everybody that's watching now because we've had the most watched show right now that we've had in a very long time. And thank you all. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. We go live every Tuesday. And please like and subscribe if you guys are watching here. I had the original Buffalo Wing from the original place, the Anchor Bar in, well, it's Niagara, but the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York. All right. I want to know who has the best wings in Cleveland, Brian. And I am going to go out on a journey, Brian. This is my personal journey to find <laughs> the best wings in Cleveland. All right. And I know it's going to be a crazy journey. I'm going to go to a lot of places. I'm going to eat a lot of chicken wings, Brian. And I get that. I don't even care if they're little thing. samplers. But I am going to find the best wings in Cleveland. Now, with this parameter, though. It's got to be Cleveland and surrounding areas, okay? I'm not going all the way to Youngstown. I'm not going all the way to Medina, Bry. No? So Cuyahoga County, who has the best Who has the best wings in Cuyahoga County? Pretty much, Cuyahoga County, all right? Okay. I mean, that's where I got to draw the line, because I'm not traveling for some really stale, even though I will travel. Shut that. I, I am missing out. I uh, on tap down here, they got some of the best wings I know of. Oh, I'm have you never been on tap? No, you you and I were supposed uh, we to go. get you there. 
Yeah, we got to get you there. That's a good place. All right. Well, we're Beautiful patio. Maybe maybe during patio season. It's coming up. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait for patio. Hey, how about we do just a little recorded, like, 30 minutes of me and you sitting there smoking a cigar and drinking scotch? <laughs> yeah, about 30 minutes of us just chomping down on the wing buffet. I'm sure that'll get a lot of hits. That would definitely get a lot of hits. <laughs> Monday Pretty night's much. wing buffet, I'm telling you. They're going. They're going to look at me and going, "God, is he still breathing? How is he eating and not breathing yeah. at the same time? And how does he not get sauce all over him? What is going on with this guy? It's going to be crazy, Sir, bro. And all you can eat wing buffet is not a challenge. Put oh, the fork down. Yeah, no, it is a challenge, Bry. It is. <laughs> all right. So, Bry, let's get our uh, trivia before we get into our top three. All right. Now, I, I gave yep. you other trivias. Um, I will save the other food trivia for later. It's actually a pretty sneaky food trivia. But I asked you, when was the last time that the Cleveland Cavaliers, all right, went to the playoffs without LeBron James? Yep. And um, I'll be honest with you, I did hear the year, um, but I kind of had the time frame. I wasn't sure. It was like 96, 97. Um, 1998 is going to be my guess. And I kind of remember I was actually maybe at like the last game that year. I vaguely remember with my cousin and my aunt. And I think they had to like win that final game to get maybe like in the eighth seed or something like that. Um, but yeah, 1998 is my guess. 1997 and 1998. That's how long it has been. For your Cavs without LeBron. Like, just think about that. If we didn't have LeBron, it's almost the same thing as the Browns. Oh, Brian, that's so bad. Yeah. And, and, I mean, to bring it back to the Browns, we're hoping Deshaun Watson is our LeBron. Um, you know, pull us out of... Now, in fairness <laughs> to the Cavs, it's not like... Uh, it's not like the Cavs were terrible for 25 years and only no, made no, the playoffs no, no, no. a couple times. The no, Cavs no, no. were really good in late 80s, early 90s. So, um, but yeah, they, you know, hey, the best thing that ever happened to that franchise Jordan. getting LeBron. What's that? They ran, they ran into Michael Jordan. I, I that's yep. <laughs> I, what can you do? I'm I mean, Cleveland's had some bad luck. I'm, whenever we have our great teams. There seem to be other great dynasties that we have to go through, like the Warriors and Michael Jordan. And hope it's not the case of the Browns with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow now and Josh Allen. And it just pisses me off. Now, of course, you could also say, well, we didn't have to go through Tom Brady and uh, and Peyton Manning during their times. But um, yeah, you're always going to have to. In order to be great, you got to beat great teams. So yes, you uh, do. so now's now's no different. All right, let's get our top three, and we'll close out the show, big fella. Yep. Now, I I didn't tell you specifically because we haven't talked before this. So our top three today is U.S. vacations, all right? And I just went on a vacation that a place I've never been to. I've never been to Niagara Falls. Uh, went up there with a kid. I've actually never been in the state of New York. So that's the first really? time in the state of New York Sweet. for me yet. So I'm marking cool. stuff off for the kids. 
So I brought yep. up, up U.S. vacations, and I brought up states that you have never been or places you've never been that you would like to go just to see. Like, I wanted to go see Niagara just to see Niagara Falls. I feel like that's just like a bucket list thing that you've got to go see and ex- especially experience for yourself, even if it's just one time. So, Bri, um, sure. would you like to go first with your top three or you want me to go three with m- me with my top three? Yeah, I'll go first this time. And just to clarify, these are places we have not been that we want to go. Yeah, we've never been, but we'd like to go check out. Like the Grand Canyon or like Yellowstone National Park or like Seattle or even a city. Like a a place that you've never been in the United States that you'd like to go check out. Okay. (laughs) Gosh, sorry. Um, Anywho... (laughs) I got so my my top three almost has like a little bit of a sports flair to it to where um, there's sports things that I want to do in these cities or states. And I'm going to go my number three, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because if you're down there, you got to go see an LSU night game on a Saturday and hopefully a big one against an Alabama or something like that. I've never been to Louisiana, um, so I think it'd be fun to go there. I hear it's just it's a different world than uh than the rest of the United States. So it'd be fun to experience that. And um my number two, you kinda hear the same thing. It's just it's it's a different world than the rest of the US and it's text. Um specifically if I had to pinpoint down like one city, I might say like Austin. I think it'd be fun to go to Austin, but here San Antonio's great, Dallas, Fort Worth area would also be pretty pretty sweet to uh to take it all in so maybe a week's vacation down there and just kind of tour around um and then my number one it's a state i've been to but not a place i've been to um the state of georgia the city is augusta and i'm guessing you could probably figure out what i want to do down in augusta georgia coming up here in this two weeks is, is it what's this weekend that's big going on it's not this weekend. Um, this is it's the final four week. this weekend. It starts next week. Starts like, wow! So in in like eight days, nine days, it starts. I, I think so. WrestleMania is this Sweet. weekend. I know that. Okay. Um, but oh, I, I, I can't think, wait. God, I think I swear I think it's next week, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But I think you're right. That's that's about the right time frame. It's, it would either be. Next weekend or the following weekend, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure which it would be. Early April. Now, number three for me, bud, and I gotta go with you, Texas. I got, I want to see what everybody has told me that Austin, Texas, is absolutely amazing, and you gotta go check it out at some point in time. So, Texas is number three for me, Brian. Number two is Seattle, Washington. I don't need to see the Space Needle, anything else. I've never been to the West Coast. I would love to go see the West Coast. And I just, for some odd reason, Seattle, just it, Seattle or Portland, one of the two, either or, just to go check out a city like that, just because it's not norm for us here in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah. used to, you know, lake effect snow and just, shit weather they're used to shit weather but not the lake effect snow that we get um and then number one for me bry and my wife and i have talked about it 
I would actually love to go to Alaska and just check out Alaska. Hmm. It's a totally different world up there. Sure. I, it's, like we talked about doing like the, not everybody does like the, the Caribbean cruise. We talked about doing the Alaskan cruise. My mom did it a couple years ago. She loved it. And I would then, imagine it's got to be tough getting used to, uh, you know, would you go, would you try to plan it to where there's like 24 hours or 23 hours of sunlight or completely? I don't darkness? know what I would do with 23 hours of sunlight. Like, like the 23 hours <laughs> I dark, know. I, know, I know what I would do. I would be like a grizzly bear. I'd wake up, eat, right. go back to sleep. Like I. Sure. It would be tough. Like I'm telling 23 you. 23 hours of mess sunlight. Mess with your moods. Like, oh, but the thing is though, like I just want to see. I just want to see the wilderness, Brian. That's that's kind of like my thing. Like going to Niagara and just seeing the state parks they have there. Like we went up to the Fort Niagara. We actually got to be on Lake Ontario. Now we couldn't see Toronto from there because it was so foggy from everything else. But just being in that area, and like honorable mention, I I could give well, I, I don't care about California. Let's just put it that way. Like, it would be fun to go, like, certain places. But if I was going to go mm-hmm. anywhere in California, I want to see the granddaddy of them all. I want to go to Pasadena, see the Rose Bowl. Just look at it. Like, it for me, as a Big Ten fan, as an Ohio State fan, just going just to see it. I don't care if anybody's playing. Just to look at it and, like, how big it is would be amazing. Sure. We have more annual precip than Seattle. That's crazy. That is true. Like Cleveland, if you want to look it up, that's the, that's the other thing is, is everybody's like, well, Seattle's got more. If you look it up, Cleveland and Seattle are almost the exact same for cloud cover for a city. Like it's unreal. Like, like my mom's sitting there. She goes, sun's shining today, son. How is it outside? I'm like, uh, it's cloudy and drizzling. Where the hell are you at? <laughs> You are not here. And sometimes it can be. The winters are hard here, but you know we get through them, Brian. We're here at the end of our show. Thank you guys. Now I know. I I I pray we're through it. There's always one more, Brian. There's Uh, always just asking my wife. Yep. Will we get one more snow this year? I think we will. I Uh, think we're going to get one more. Pretty mild. Yeah. Pretty mild. Don't don't Mm. be throwing away Mm. yet. Guess what, that, uh, no, no, no. Guess what I had to do Sunday before my vacation? What's that? One snow band sat over top of Pepper Pike, Ohio, and dumped seven inches of snow <laughs> over Pepper really? Pike, Ohio. We had seven inches of snow on Sunday that I had to plow before I went on vacation. It is uh, that's one o'clock. thing I don't miss. <laughs> Right, I was yeah. so upset. The, the, like, the I, snow band, the snow belt, secondary oh, snow belt. I mean, when you when you're not in those areas, you just completely forget about it. Because yeah, you say seven inches of snow, like down here in Medina, I might have got one, maybe two. Um, and so it's just yeah, it's like a different world up there, even though it's my, pretty close to half hour away. My wife texted me. She goes, "Where the hell are you at?" I'm like, "I'm at work," and I sent her a picture. She goes, "No." I'm like, look at yeah, the radar. Probably nothing at your house, Brian. I got to 482. By the time I hit Garfield Heights, sun was shining, birds were chirping, everything's all hunky dory. Mm-hmm. Garfield Heights, the rest of the way home, it was 
honestly, it was from Bedford probably all the way up to just past Mayfield. And that's where it just mm-hmm. sat. It just sat right there. And I'm just watching. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. It's not moving. All right. We're at the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Please go adopt Alonzo. Let me bring up that beautiful beast again. Such a cute dog. One year old from City Dogs. Look at that face. Can't say no to that face. We have the Pucks for Paws on uh, this, actually, this Sunday at noon for the Cleveland Monsters game. And we have the other stuff that I have put up. Like I said, if you want to donate for the um, WJ Lodge for Top Dog Tailgate with the tailgate that they have there, please get a hold of us or him here in this banner. And this will be the last banner I put up today, Bri. I promise. Um, go out, check them out. Other than that, Bri. Gotta thank our troops, first responders, for everything they do. We love them so much. They protect us. I can't thank them enough. Um, and like I said, if you guys aren't doing anything the 25th of April, come out and hang out with me and Bri and a whole bunch of people will be eating cheese sandwiches all night and probably drinking brandy. We'll see what happens. But on that note, Bri, God bless them. Question about the uh the Cleveland tailgate. How, how do you get do you buy tickets online or you just show up day of with 10 bucks in hand or what? No, you get a hold of us via Cash App, Venmo, anything else. You get a hold of us here at Illegal Ham of the Face or at Top Dog Tailgate. Uh, what's that about a 5K? Justin, I will tell you after the show. It is June 10th and it's for City Dogs. Um, but if you get a hold of us here at Illegal Ham of the Face or you get a hold of Top Dog Tailgate, whether via Twitter or um, facebook or message us pm us uh, you know where we're at that ten dollars okay. will get you in we will take your name take your donation and you're locked in we have a whole sheet of names so far um right now we are probably oh. where are we we are probably about 150 people in right now um so we're still wanting to sell at least 150 more tickets so if you can please help out should be a blast. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please click that like and subscribe button in YouTube and on Facebook and Twitter. Love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Say it. <laughs>